This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, and we're off and running, people. It is uh, Saturday, September 2nd. Hey there. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Back for another Saturday. Along with Harvey Cruz and Joe Leo. Lots to do today. Woo, boy. We got, uh, what, five days until the NFL season opens up? We got eight days until Giants and Cowboys. We got nine days until Jets and Bills. And, of course, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN is that telephone number. You can find me on uh, Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. Find me on TikTok at Old Man Radio. But most importantly, you can find me right here on your radio until noon today. And we look, we got plenty lined up for this Saturday. Really, you'd have to say, We probably say this every single year, but this year I feel like it has more weight to it. One of the most anticipated football seasons around here in quite some time. Now, we're always looking forward to it because it's football. But you got the Giants coming off their best season since year one of Ben McAdoo. There's a name you weren't prepared to hear this early in the morning. Ben McAdoo, right? In the playoffs, winning playoff games. So it's been a while since the Giants have backed up a good season with another good season. I think you'd have to kind of go back to the, the Coughlin, the first Super Bowl team, where they won the Super Bowl in the following year, they were 12-4, and four, and then it all went sideways that year. But it's been a while. And when you talk about anticipation, highly anticipated things, has there ever been anything anywhere in the history of planet Earth as anticipated as this jet season it's been a long time but even with those two things right on the horizon right around the corner against all odds we begin with the baseball today because of what happened last night yankee season has been what oh when do you think when did you put the yankee season to bed was it the trade deadline was it that White Sox series? Was it getting swept by the Bray? They lost two or three to the Rockies. It's been a long time since the Yankees season was still with us, so to speak. And the Mets season, oh my God, that's been over even longer than that. I mean, I talked about it last week. It's kind of hard to believe the Mets are still playing games. These games still count in Major League standings. But last night, we got something to watch. We got something to be excited about. Jason Dominguez making his uh, debut with the Yankees. Highly anticipated prospect. Austin Wells, another big Yankee prospect, making his debut. Met side of things. Ronnie Mauricio made his debut. And last night, for a night, everything was great. Everything was sensational. The Martian with a home run off the reigning. How about that for a debut? 20-year-old in the majors, hitting a home run on his first swing off the reigning American League Cy Young. Boy, how do you beat that? And then Austin, well, he had a hit in his first at-bat. Mauricio with a really hard double. (laughs) It went 117 miles an hour. Oh, my God. So finally, something to be positive about for both teams. One night, one game, I get it. But I think why uh, it was exciting to watch last night, especially when, when Dominguez hits that home run, 
and why it's kind of important moving forward, especially for the Yankees. I think more so for the Yankees than for the Mets. Because if the Yankees are going to be good anytime soon, they need to start hitting on prospects a whole lot higher than they've been hitting anytime lately. And you'd think that wouldn't be hard to hit on a higher level than they've been hitting lately. But Dominguez and Wells, we talked about this on the ESPN New York Tonight Show. You take a look at where the Yankees are at in terms of payroll and what their approach will be this offseason. Now, we don't know what the approach will be for sure. But the Yankees will have already on the books right now without doing anything for next year. The only space that they really have before they hit that first luxury tax threshold, it's only about $40 million. It's not a whole lot of money. Now, maybe this season will end and, and Hal will be so upset that he's going to shoot the locks off the wallet and the Yankees are going to go on a spending spree. Does anybody actually believe that? I think I'm more, uh, not that I expect it, but I, I think that there's a better chance that Brian Cashman gets fired as soon as the season ends. I, I don't expect that the Yankees are going to all of a sudden throw caution to the wind and go back to spending $300 million on the payroll. So if you only have that much in, in space to, to go out there and spend money, boy, oh boy, Wells and Dominguez, the Yankees got a lot right. A productive center fielder who can actually hit and a catcher. Oh, my God. A catcher who can actually provide some offense. That would go a long way to answering a lot of questions if both those guys can uh, turn out to be something here in the short term. The Yankees have about $190 million wrapped up in seven guys next year. So that's, it would be a really great thing uh, for the Yankees and to actually restore some faith in the people running the organization if, if two of the highly regarded prospects within that organization actually turn out to do something. Now, it's hard to get too excited after one night. It was a great night for Dominguez, see his family in the stands, see Austin Wells' family in the stands, all great. But if you've been around for a while, you know that just because a prospect gets highly regarded or highly hyped up doesn't mean they're going to turn out to be what you think they're going to be. Even guys who go on to have like decent careers sometimes don't hit the levels that you're expecting. But for Jason Dominguez, great night for him last night and a good thing for the Yankees. And... Um, especially when you take a look at how this season has gone. It feels like the season has been nothing but negative since really, I would say probably, what, July? Since it's been clear this team is not firing, since it's been clear this organization needs a shakeup, and really, maybe the most depressing thing, more so than how the team has played or what the roster looks like, the fact that the, the most disastrous season that the organization has had in three decades is not going to amount to any real kind of changes. I mean, that's kind of unbelievable. That might be the most depressing aspect of the whole season, more so than, than how bad left field and third base and this thing have been and that thing have been. You're going to have the, the most disastrous season in 30 years where maybe they can get back to 500, maybe, but they're certainly going to end up in last place. They're certainly going to end up out of the playoffs and almost certainly going to wind up under 500. And what is the impact of that? 
Nothing. Now, you had Hal Steinbrenner come out this week and, and tell the Associated Press, oh, we're going to have some very frank conversations. It almost sounds like when your, your mom would, oh, you wait until your father gets home. Actually, when my father got home, it was, I was more concerned than the frank conversations that Hal Steinbrenner is going to have this offseason. Mainly because he's going to be having those conversations and it doesn't seem like anybody who's really in charge is in danger. Certainly not Brian Cashman. Anybody, that might, that would be the upset of 2023. If Brian Cashman actually lost his job, every single person that you have heard of that has any connection to the Yankees whatsoever has told you Brian Cashman is not going anywhere. It's not even on the table. It's not even up for discussion. Worst season in 30 years, the person who is running every aspect of the organization not even on the table. And while it seemed like a month ago, well, somebody's going to have to pay for this disastrous season. It doesn't seem like Aaron Boone's going anywhere. I mean, this guy's like Freddie or Jason or, or, or one of those guys who would come. You thought he, he was done for. No, no, he's right back here. Who was the other one? Freddie, Jason, Michael Myers. That's the third. He's like Michael Myers. Just when you think he's gone, here he comes back. Wait a second. I thought he was out the door. No, no. No, no. The Yankees are going to run it back, which they have such a great history. They decided to do that after last year when it was clear. Everybody was screaming and yelling like you would be screaming and yelling at the movie screen. No, no. Jason's in the room. Get out. Michael Myers is coming. We're screaming. No, you got to do something. You can't run back the same team from last year. Yankees are sticking to the plan. They're going to run it back again, it certainly seems like. So while it's great that that Hal Steinbrenner is going to have all these frank conversations, it's kind of hard to have any faith that anything's actually going to change when the two people who are, are, I would think, most responsible, certainly the GM, and I guess kind of the manager too, although... It, it does seem like if you're firing the manager without firing the GM, it's just kind of window dressing. But for as depressing as all those kind of things ha- have been, the fact that nothing is going to change after the worst season the team has had in 30 years, that's probably the most depressing thing of all. So at least for one night, you got something to feel somewhat good about and hope. You got to hope like hope. That both Dominguez and Wells, that, that's not the only time you're going to see big things from both of them. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we'll get your phone calls involved. We'll talk more about um, some baseball stuff with the Yankees from the course of the week, from the Mets with Pete Alonzo. There is a phrase I keep hearing when it comes to Pete Alonzo's future that does not make any sense to me whatsoever. And I get it. I'm kind of out on a limb on the whole Pete Alonzo future with the Mets. But you, I need your help to explain this to me because I don't get it. So we'll get into that too. Obviously, the football is going to be a major focus as we take you up until noon, 1030. We'll have what I learned this week on TikTok. We'll see if Harvey can do any better this week than he's done any of the last what couple of months. Lots to do. Just getting started on a Saturday morning. It's Gordon Damer. It is 98.7 FM ESPN, New York. Now back to the Gordon Damer show on 98.7 ESPN. 
Oh, terrifying. This was Michael Myers music, right? This is Michael Myers. I always, I always get them confused. Jason, Freddy Krueger. Jason, I think, goes more with Michael Myers than Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger was a different thing. You think this music's terrifying? Wait until we get to the offseason and see what uh, Brian Cashman could do when his greatest strength is taken away from him. Spending money. Oh, it's terrifying. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. But before we get to uh, more baseball stuff and, and get to your phone calls, very troublesome. Very troublesome working with the people that you're forced to work with on a Saturday morning. Now... Every once in a while, it doesn't happen as often as it used to. I used to have a segment on a Saturday show where it was called Net Picks and Chill. It was my recommendations, not sports-related generally, but TV shows, movies, documentaries, sometimes a book. We'd throw a book in there every once in a while. Things that you should be checking out. So for the last couple of weeks, Larry's been talking about uh, murders in the bill, only murders in the building on Hulu. And I said, if you get a chance... There's a great documentary on HBO called BS High, which uh, has to do with the Bishop Sycamore scandal from, what was that, last year, two years ago? Whenever it was. And I like documentaries because when you say that you've watched a documentary, it just makes you sound smarter than you actually are. And I need whatever help I can get in that category. So I've been recommending to everybody, people on the show, people on the street, whatever. So Harvey Cruz says to me in the break, Oh, I finally got around to, oh, it was so good, that, that BS high. And then you decided to give credit to somebody else outside of me. How do you, how do you, how do you defend yourself? You said it was because Ray Santiago talked about it yesterday. I, I've been on record as, as speaking about the, 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 the documentary. for. I'm the documentary guy. You're the documentary guy and the movie guy. But... There's nothing to defend here, by the way. It's not like, you know, I'm on trial for my life or anything. Look, all I'm saying is this. But you said it was really, really good, and you watched it basically because Ray Santiago recommended he it. He brought you. it up last, uh, yesterday on his uh, his morning roast segment, which is a great segment, by the way. And it reminded me, because I, I was trying to get around to it, but, you know, the you know your, all the home stuff, uh, and, you know, you got, like, pick up on errands, and, of course, you got prep for this show, which is a hoot. So, you got you got. I didn't feel very authentic. A hoot. That's how you would re, you would re describe the show. This show is a hoot. A whopper of a show. How about that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he, he it reminded me, and so I got around to watching it, and it's baffling that document. It is. It's very good. It's you it's get awesome. to, to well, see inside the mind of a sociopath. Basically. Essentially, yeah, I felt so yeah. bad for those kids. Nothing's his. Nothing's his fault. Everything is. Nothing's against the law. No. Pushing. You talk about kicking things down the can. He kicked everything down the can, thinking nothing would Kicking things down the can? What are you talking about? Kicking, you kicking, kicking the can kick, down the road? Yes. Oh, that's the... You can kick things down the can. I, I don't know that that's a saying, kicking things down the can. What's my I think saying that has now? Some, I think that might have something else. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about kicking things down the can. Well, what kicking kind of can the can down the road, that's another one. So, so, so what you're basically admitting... Is that I've been recommending this thing to you for a while. You you ignored it, didn't watch it. Ray Santiago brings it up for five seconds, and all of a sudden you go watch it. 
This is what you're saying. You've reminded you you've recommended me things that I eventually watch as well. Uh huh. Don't try. You've always enjoyed them. Don't try. But yet, for it took Ray Santiago to finally get you on board. Well, don't try to pit me against him for any reason. I'm not. No, I'm not pitting you against him at all. I'm pitting you against me. You just like beef with me, uh, apparently. I, I don't. I don't actually. I don't actually. I, I don't. I don't think so. I, this our relationship is not a hoot right okay. now. All right. Like Rocky Road. I, I think I will. I might uh, have to switch things up for uh, what I learned on TikTok a little bit later on. Yeah, because that's very, very mm-hmm. helpful. Yeah. Yes. It's not like I need to. I could come up with ones that I've already given you before. It feels like at this point, I could just recycle ones and see if you can get those ones. You can give me last week's one, honestly. Right. You might get those wrong again. It's not good. It's not good. All right. One eight hundred nine one nine. ESPN is the telephone number. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. So, a couple things on the baseball. A. Anytime the Yankees bring up a highly regarded prospect, there always seems to be this 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 um, this angle, this narrative. Well, this guy is the most hyped guy of all time. Don't think that other teams don't hype their prospects just as much, and don't think the Mets haven't hyped their prospect. That's what that's what you do. That's what everybody does. So while the Yankees have a deep I'm sure if you're a Yankee fan of any length, you remember all the different names from, from Phil Hughes and Drew Henson and Jesus Montero. I will tell you right now, I'm old enough to remember. And, and funny, yesterday they brought up um, when Dominguez comes up, I think he's the youngest Yankee to make his major league debut since Jose Rio. Man, that was a blast from the past. Jose Rio. That was back when the Yankees were in their, their struggling days. And they brought up Jose Rio. George wanted Jose Rio up because he was young and the Mets had Dwight Gooden. So let's, let's throw this kid on a mate. We have our own young guy. And, and Jose Rio actually went to have a, a decent career, not with the Yankees, but still. Um, but the idea of hype prospects and the Yankees, all these hype prospects, there has never been a prospect that has been hyped more than Greg Jeffries. When the Mets called up, before they called up, you heard stories about Greg Jeffries forever. Oh, my God. He was going to be this. And he went on to have a decent career. I think he played for like 10, 11, 12 years. But when Greg Jeffries was coming up, oh, the stories. And this is obviously pre-internet, pre-Twitter, pre-TikTok, pre-everything. The, the amount of stories you would hear. And the, uh, the main one I always remember, he was going to be a great prospect because he was a switch hitter and he swung a bat underwater. That was the big thing. He got his bat speed to be what it was because he swung a bat underwater. Oh, my God. So for all the names that you will think of, of whoever the most hyped prospect is for the Yankees, if it's, if it's Henson, if it's uh, Jesus Mont, Eric Duncan back in the day, remember, or Jabba, Jabba Chamberlain, or uh, Manny Banuelos, Chance Adams a couple of years. That was a big one a couple of years ago. And the Mets have had their own, trust me. Generation K, anyone? Alex Escobar? Lastings Miller? No, there has never been a pro- baseball prospect in this town that has been hyped more than Greg Jeffries. Don't let them tell you. Anybody else? 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Uh, now, I did want to hit on um, 
one thing about um, Pete Alonzo, because we've been talking about a lot about his future. And man, every day it's like there's another story that comes out. You have the report from Andy Martino that the Mets are not going to trade him this offseason. But then I think the next day, was it um, Bob Nightingale says the Mets are going to move him this offseason? Well, somebody's going to be right. Probably Martino, but I keep hearing this phrase when it comes to Pete Alonso. And I guess it comes mostly from, from Met fans. That they say, I can't understand why we're even having these conversations. Or they'll say, I don't see any reason why you would ever trade Pete You don't see any reason? Doesn't make any sense to you at all? How much research have you done? Because it seems pretty clear why they, they might have a... And I'm not even going about the... the, the personality aspect or some of the reports out there about him him not being liked or being toxic in the in the clubhouse none of that leave all that aside he is going to be a 30 year old one-dimensional player a guy who brings power absolutely as reliable a source of power as there is in major league baseball but someone who is going to be looking for a long-term contract And one-dimensional sluggers don't generally age very well. So there's a reason why people are are looking, uh, I'm assuming within the Mets organization, and saying, well, maybe maybe this is not the guy to be signing long-term. Maybe this is a guy that we should be listening to offers for. But I keep hearing, and I guess it's just Met fans who are, are in the media. Oh, I can't understand why. There's no reason why you would even think about it. Absolutely there is. And I gave you the names the other day. I have them here written down somewhere. Hold on. I went on Baseball Reference and said, all right, give me similar players to Pete Alonzo at his age. And the, the, the list, it's not a great list. It's not a great list. The first one is is Cecil Fielder, who was pretty much washed up by the age of 32. Is a lot of the guy, one-dimensional sluggers who don't field their position very well, who don't they don't they don't have he's not a he's not a great overall hitter. He's a great power hitter, but he doesn't hit for a high average. He's not like an on-base machine like some guys are. Those guys don't generally age well. So the list is like Cecil Fielder and Chris Davis and Tony Clark and Glenn Davis, Richie Sexton. There's a couple of names on the list. All right, I'll take that. Like Matt Olson. You'd certainly take Matt Olson. Matt Olson's having a very good year, and he is signed for a very long time. But the Braves have signed him to a reasonable contract. I think he's making like $20 million a year. Now, if you could ever get Pete Alonso for $20 million a year, that's not breaking the bank. I get that. I don't think that that's what's going to happen. There's two very clear paths. The Mets have to pick a path this offseason, whatever David Stearns gets to town. It seems like it's going to happen here in the next couple of weeks. Either you do investigate trading him because you're not going to sign him long-term, or if you are going to sign him long-term, you are better doing it sooner rather than later. You are better off getting it done and get it buy out one of those years of arbitration where he's still a super uber-productive player, and then hang on to your hats for whenever the, 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 the decline comes because when you have one skill, that decline, when that goes, what else you got? 
So Met fans, if you're one of those people like, oh, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't sign, just look at, have a little bit of a basis for, for what you're saying and do just the, the slightest bit of an investigation. Like, see, well, how, how will Pete Alonzo age? How, how, how do you think that the players similar to him will do when they hit 32, 33, 34? Generally, it's not pretty. Generally, it's not pretty. And especially when you're in the position of the Mets where money is no object. Well, if you're sitting there and you're Pete Alonzo, and, and, and since Steve Cohen has gotten to town, money has been no object, and you've watched Lindor get a 10-year deal and Nimmo get an 8-year deal and him wildly overpay to, to get um, Scherzer or Isringhausen or, or re-sign um, uh, Edwin Diaz. If you're Pete Alonzo, you're thinking, man, I, I'm just about to hit the lottery. Yeah, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really cash in. So that the, the number that was floated by, I think it was John Heyman, of five years, $200 million, if the Mets can do that, do that today. Get that, get his name to uh, sign on the line that it's dotted. Absolutely. That would make sense, especially since it's going to be one of those, buy out one of the years of arbitration, give him the money now, and, and maybe that would appeal to Pete because it's five years. He could conceivably get another big payday before his career is over. But the Mets have two paths to either let's move on from this guy because we're not signing him long term or get him signed immediately. If you feel like that there's other aspects, you know, he's the face of the franchise. You want to you want to get rid of the narrative that we don't sign our own, all that type of stuff. OK, fine. Do it immediately. All right, let's get to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to uh, Tommy is in Connecticut. Tommy, first up, Gordon Damer Show. Good morning, Gordon. Hey, Tommy. What's going on, man? Hey, I don't want to take you off the Mets because, first of all, they definitely should lock up Pete. I, I don't care if he's a, he's a one-tool player. He's, he's, it's just one of the guys they, they have to sign. I think so. Okay. That's um, great. But last night... As, as a Yankee fan, was just was super fun, you know. Just one, you see, you see the kid Dominguez get his first home run, and then I mean, Judge and Stanton, the, I they just hit like the angriest home runs, <laughs> you know. Like Stanton, I mean, they were bombs last night. Like, I mean, it was incredible. This one off the glass. Judge is like, all right, I'm cool. I'm gonna hit the train. That was that was it was just fun to watch. Yeah, I, look, it was a good night all around. And um, to see uh, Rodon go out there and pitch fairly well, that's that's important moving forward. And uh, oh, yeah, Mayhew, because he's going to be here. It seems like he's had a little bit of a turnaround here. Uh, again, it, it's a, sh- a small sample size, but you're looking you're looking for any kind of scraps that you can get at this point. But, uh, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, watching yeah. last night and seeing those those kids do it and, and judge his home run. And Stan- I mean, Stanton's was an absolute bomb. And uh, I feel like they're they're messing with the distances because you can't. I don't know what the the final did. They mentioned it on the broadcast. They didn't write it down. That judge home run. It, it feels like it was a whole lot. More, I think they said it was like four twenty. It feels a whole lot more than four twenty. I I could not agree more. I'm like, wait. So you're going to tell me Stanton's was four thirty to a shallow left, and then Judge hits one to dead center, and that's apparently four twenty. I'm, like, yeah, I'm not sure about these distances. Yeah, you I feel like some, I, I feel like I can do a much better job just with my eyes. <laughs> I think that's much more and I, reliable. 
And you, you also you got you got to love uh, Rodon and uh, Wells catching, you know, mustache to mustache. Yeah, I mean they look they almost look like look identical. I mean they look very similar. They look very yeah, similar. Yeah, Mario and Luigi. Yeah, well, look, whatever we can keep Rodon on the mound and actually pitching halfway decent, whatever it takes. Uh, if that's what it takes, so be it. So be it. Good stuff, Gordon. All right, Thank Tommy, you. thanks for the phone call. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to uh, Joe is in New Jersey. Joe, what's going on, man? Yeah, how are you? I'm good, um, Joe. What's going I'm on? Listen, I'm just one. Good. I'm just wondering what your thoughts were when the Yankees signed Aaron Judge for that contract. Were you for that or against it? Well, yeah, I was for it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. How old is Judge? Well, um, I think he, 30? what was he, 30 last year? Yeah. Okay. So I know he may hit for a better average. And you might say, oh, they can't compare the two. Um, but certainly nobody has a crystal ball, but when they signed him, you look at the size of Judge and everything else, you wonder, you know, how healthy was he going to be for a long-term contract? And, you know, I guess uh, Pete Alonso may not have the average that Judge does and not a fielder like that. But I, but I do think if you're going to look at one and say he's 30 years old, therefore, you know, really think hard if you're going to sign him, wouldn't the same thing pertain to uh, Aaron Judge? Well, here's the thing, Joe, and thanks for the phone call. I can understand that because a lot of people are making that comparison. Well, the Yankees signed Judge to $40 million. Then you have to sign Alonzo. He, he should be getting somewhere in the ballpark. They are not – I get it. They both hit home runs, but they're very different players. Judge, if you're talking about aging, well, I get it. He's gotten a lot of injuries, and they've been freaky kind of injuries, but he's a guy that does actually project to age better. He's, he's not just a good defender. He's an excellent defender and can play, if need be, in one of the premier positions in center field. It's not just that he's a right fielder. It's not just that he's a DH. He's a good base runner. He doesn't do it often because he's worried about getting hurt. But last year, what did he steal? 15 bases last year? He's an athletic guy. Those guys generally tend to age better. And he's just a better overall player than, than Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso projects to be a DH. Do you really want to be signing somebody who projects to be a DH to, a, I don't know, a seven-year deal, an eight-year deal? The Yankees have one of those guys who's going to be signed for four more years who's a DH who's hurt all the time. And, and even when he is not hurt, his skills have greatly diminished. Signing one-dimensional players to long-term contract, I'm just going to tell you right now, it generally turns out to be a mistake. Now, I was mentioning guys who are similar in, in, in terms of production at their age. The one guy that you could maybe say, all right, that, I, I would take that, Carlos Delgado. Delgado was a guy who aged well despite being primarily a power hitter, was not a great defender at first base, certainly was not fleet of foot or anything like that, was not an athlete at the position. But I'll give you about seven or eight guys who did not age well. So we have to stop with this comparison. Oh, well, Aaron Judge got his money, so you got to... They are completely different players. Judge is an athletic guy who can play center field, can steal bases. I get the injuries are a concern. And oh, yeah, by the way, he was also coming off one of the greatest seasons in the history of baseball last year, and you're the New York Yankees. So yeah, I was in favor of them signing him 
when he's coming off an MVP season with 62 home runs and you're the Yankees and he's one of your guys. Pete Alonso, I don't look at it the same way. I get it. He's one of the Mets guys, but he does not project to be um, at his position. You, you, you know that for sure he is going to be almost certainly a DH at some, point, at some, at some time in that contract. That's not the type of guy you sign. Uh, Harvey is in the Bronx. Harvey, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Harvey? Hey, how you doing? Hey, good, how you Harvey. Doing? What's going on, man? Nothing much. I just, I'm just calling because, uh, obviously, I, I saw the Yankee game last night. It's been a horrible season, but you, you have to watch Jason Dominguez's uh, first at-bat. And uh, I would just like to say, man, he looks super comfortable up there. I mean, I, I called my boys, and we were like, this guy looks like he's a vet. Like, nothing phases him. And uh, that was the biggest surprise of, of just watching him up there on the mm. in the box. And also just, I didn't realize he's only 5'9", but he's built like Judge and Stanton. It's like there are three versions of the similar person, but and, and variation in sizes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, no, he's absolutely, um, he's, uh, he's, he's ripped he's for sure. He's not a big, right. he's not a tall guy, but uh, no, absolutely. Right, right. He's, he's, he is uh, jacked, yeah, as yeah. they say. Right, right. And uh, another reason is because I'm calling is because my last name is Cruz, and every time I'm listening to the radio station, like uh-huh. my mind boggles. <laughs> right. There's another Harvey Cruz. Out there's there. another Harvey Cruz. What, what are you doing on Saturdays? Because we might have to replace our Harvey Cruz with another Harvey Cruz, Harvey. Hey, I can drive into the office and I can uh, okay. try out. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, maybe. Um, We'll, we'll have to we'll have to we'll have to investigate. We'll see how the rest of the show goes, Harvey. I appreciate the phone call. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN is the telephone number. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. It's good to have options. You never want to be locked in. Talking about how we you don't want to get locked into a one dimensional guy. I don't even know the one dimension might be an upgrade at this point. How do you feel about that, there, Harvey Cruz? Our Harvey Cruz, at least for the time being. You called me one dimensional. You know if it's a real dimension. Yeah, I don't know what dimension that is. Might be the fifth dimension. Are you saying I'm the Pete Alonso of the show? What are you saying? No, Pete. Pete's no. Pete's great. Pete's. Fantastic. Oh, okay. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN is the telephone number. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We're going to have all the Harvey Cruises in the area driving around now, calling us up. We'll see how many more we can get before noon comes around. 1-800-919-3776. It is the Gordon Damer Show. Coming up, more your phone calls, more in the baseball. We'll uh, look ahead to the football as well. I don't know if you know this, but the Jets and Giants are right around the corner. Yeah! We'll get into them soon. It's the Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Of course, you got prep for this show, which is a hoot. That didn't feel very authentic. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Very sad to see about uh, Jimmy Buffett this morning, huh? That's sad. Literally woke up to it. Yeah. Stinks. I mean, you, you talk about celebrities. I, I'm not going to tell you I was like a giant parrot head. I knew some of the songs, enjoyed some of the songs. But you talk about a celebrity that wouldn't be bad to be. That guy, that guy lived a life. May you live well. He lived well. That's for sure. So condolences to, to his family. But uh, there you go. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. People are upset this morning for some reason or other. Doc is in Manhattan. Doc, what's going on, my man? 
Hey, this is Bob in Manhattan. Oh, Bob. Yeah, see, we got that one wrong. I don't know. I don't know. I can blame Harvey on that one, but go ahead, Bob. I'm sorry. It's all right. Look, man, I like you, Gordon, but uh-huh. you can't talk bad about Pete. That's our guy. Okay. Well, I, I'm just I, look. Here's the thing, Bob. What's your problem with him in first base? Well, I don't have a problem with him at first base. He, he's a great player right now. Well, he's, I don't know, he's a great player. He's a very good player right now. But if you're talking about signing him long term, see what you're doing right now. This has been the focus of Met fans. He's our guy. There's like this emotional attachment. And if you're talking about contracts, you kind of have to remove your fandom out of it and just kind of no, look no, at, no, no. okay, me, how's this guy going to do that. under this next contract? Let me do that for you. Okay. He has been the best power hitter since he showed up in the major leagues. Wow. That is undeniable. He is he absolutely a very reliable source of power. Absolutely. As, right. as reliable as That's anyone in baseball. Sorry. That's what you're saying. Okay. Okay. What, okay. But, but Bob, there. what else does he do well? He's a solid first baseman. He's not, he's a, not a good first, first baseman. baseman. He's not a good defensive no, first baseman. that's not true. He's that's solid not, and he works hard at it. Well, look, I, you, that tells you right there that he's not good at it. Well, he works hard at it. Right. Like, there's a lot of things that we work hard at. It's generally because we're not good at them. He's not Gary Sanchez. He plays. And if he gets oh, absolutely old, he plays. That's great. He should be playing. Well, he's 28 years eight. old. Right. So, what do you does, think? He's going to be an invalid at 34? He's going to play baseball. Bob, he has one thing that he does well. Is, is, he, is, he, is he an athletic guy? Does he yes. hit for a high average? He hits for a solid average. It's He's not hit. Great. What are you talking about? No, Bob, I'm sorry. You're allowed, you're allowed. Thanks for the phone call. You're allowing your fandom Bob. to overtake rational thought. Come on. He does not hit for a good average. And not that average is the, the be-all, end-all. I get it. There's better ways to, um, to, to, to judge a player. But he does not hit for a high average. He's hitting 220 this year. Now, that might be an outlier. But he's not going to hit. He's, he's a 253 lifetime hitter. That's not hitting for a high average. Again, he, and here's the thing, people. This is why... I should just I should just approach it like you approach it. I'm a Yankee fan. I hate the Mets. I grew up at a time where all I heard about was the Mets, the Mets, the Mets. So I want I want the Mets to do the wrong thing. And I think doing the wrong thing would be signing Pete Alonso to some ridiculous contract. And the reason why it would be ridiculous, that's all the Mets sign under Steve Cohen. They overpay for everything. So if they could sign him to a five-year deal for $200 billion, as I said, get it done right now. But history has shown you that that's not the type of deal that the Mets sign. They overpay for everything. And history has also showed you that with Pete now basically a year away from free agency, whatever games are left this year and the next year, he might be the type of a player that says, you know what? I'm going to wait until free agency. I'm going to wait until all the teams can bid on my services. And maybe next year he will have a better year. He'll stay healthy throughout the entire season. He'll have a better overall season, not just in terms of the power, but in terms of all the numbers. And then cash in that way. But Met, see, Bob is very indicative of how Met fans are approaching. This is our guy. I'm tired of our guys going somewhere. All right, just look at it. 
He's going to be 30 years of age when you sign him. Age is one of the biggest factors. You want the guy to be as young as possible. There's a reason why 26-year-olds generally do better on next contracts than 30-year-olds. But he'll be 30 years old, a one-dimensional player who does not feel this position well, does not run well, does not hit for a high average. He's got one thing. And if that one thing goes, you're going to have a problem. But by all means, what do I know? Sign, sign him to a 10-year deal. He'll, he'll hit home runs until he's 40 years old. Of course. Of course. He'll be great forever. Do it. Do it. By all means, do it. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. We've been talking uh, some baseball with the prospects coming up last night and, and uh, connecting and delivering, at least for one night. So that gives you something to watch. And, and I'll certainly be more, you'd have to admit, right, that you'll be more interested in the Yankees and Mets if you're getting to see these guys on a regular basis. And Dominguez is going to play every single day. They didn't call up the 20-year-old um, top prospect or, or close to top prospect if he's not going to play every day. No point on sitting him while he's up here. And, and Austin Wells, he's a catcher, so it's a little bit different. He's not going to play every single day, but he has to play a whole lot. And Ronnie Mauricio for the Mets, you'd have to expect he's going to play every day. Got to see what you got there as well. You've been hearing about him for a very long time, probably longer than you've, it feels like than you've been hearing about uh, Dominguez or um, Austin Wells. So very highly regarded prospects. And I think what you have to keep in mind, the Mets prospects this year, I think that's kind of what you're looking at. Like, you, you call up all these guys and you have high expectations for all these guys, but sometimes one of them delivers, like Alvarez is delivered, even though he's kind of going through it right now, but that's part of being a young player. But Beatty comes up, high expectations, didn't deliver. It's, they're not all hits, that's for sure. And I'll tell you right now, between the three of them, chances are not all three of them are going to turn out to be what we're hoping they're going to turn out to be. Now, the Alonzo thing, that we've been talking about. During the break, Joe Leo, who works on the show and does a, a great job, unlike everybody, um, he, he asked me, well, when will I take a victory lap? If the Mets sign Pete Alonzo, and uh, when will I take a victory lap? Well, look, if you sign him this offseason and you can get him for five years or maybe six years, that to me seems like one that at least th- there might be a year or two there where it's a, it's a sunk cost. But you're setting yourself up a little bit better because the age is going to be a factor. We've seen that. I mean, it, it happens all the time. And it's crazy to me that people are making it out like, I can't, I can't even understand what you're saying when there's an example, a perfect example of what I'm talking about in town right now. Now, when the Yankees acquired Giancarlo Stanton, before they acquired him, and the rumors were out there, my first reaction was, you know what? Hard pass. No thank you. Don't need an, I don't need another big-time slugging guy whose primary skill is home runs. And he was, I think, 28 when the Yankees got him. But you knew with that contract, it was going to turn out to be an albatross at some point. And when I said hard pass, I got uh, you know plenty of people. Oh, what are you talking about? I didn't give up anything to get him. You have to. He's the reigning National League MVP. You have to make that deal 100 times out of 100. And... It did take a little while for me to be able to take a victory lap. That first season, he was great. Played 150-something games, hit a bunch of home runs, was a real impact guy, and everything looked to be great. But before too long, now this one, this is a real extreme case. 
because of the injuries. The second year, he barely played. The third year was the pandemic year. He barely played. And then 2021, he played, but he was, uh, and he was productive. So that was another good year. But then last year, you started to see the decline phase kind of hit him right in the face. And that was when he was 32. And this year, even when he does play, he is not the same guy that you got back in 2018. So if you, again, as a Yankee fan, sign him to a lifetime contract. Give him, give him whatever he wants. Pay him $50 million by all means. But I'm telling you right now, as we sit here on September 2nd, 2023, there will come, if you end up waiting to sign Pete Alonso for another year and then you sign him to whatever a, a contract would look like, eight years, seven years, nine years, 10 years, you, there will be years of that contract that you will regret, much like Yankee fans are looking at Stanton right now and regretting that acquisition. Guaranteed. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we'll turn our attention to football, get more of your phone calls involved, 1030, what I learned on TikTok. Just getting started. One hour down, two to go. Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York.